Lord, we thank you for, for who you are. And what a privilege it is to, to know you, to be able to, to gather together as believers, to praise your name, to sing these songs of truth about who you are and what that means for our lives. And Lord, I pray now as we, as we open up your word, as we dig into your scripture, Lord, I pray that you would speak to each person, gathered here, gathered online. Lord, you know each one of us, you know our lives. You actually know them better than we know them ourselves. And so Lord, I pray that you would, you would speak to us today. May we leave different today to how we came in because of your work in our lives. So we do, we praise you, Lord. And we thank you for your presence that is here with us. We praise you. Amen. Well, uh, you can grab a seat. How's everyone doing? It's pretty warm in here. It's good. It was a little bit hairy this morning as I was leaving. I was actually trying to get my bag out of my car today in my car. And I, the wind was so strong, I couldn't actually open the door. And so I'm like struggling to open the door. And then the, the, the rain comes and the wind. So like all the back of my pants were wet, my bag. And I had a hood over my head and it like blew away. I was like hoping no one could see. Luckily, there was no one around. I was able to readjust and dry, which was good. So I feel like I'm dried out now, which is, which is excellent. But uh, if we haven't met before, my name's Ryan and part of the team here and actually been on holidays for a couple of weeks. So it's good to be back two weeks away from Sundays. Feels like forever. So it's, uh, it's good to be back and good to be home with family and love uh, gathering on a Sunday and love being here. And today we're going to have a look at a, a few verses out of uh, John uh, chapter 5. We're going to look at a story uh, of Jesus, uh, a healing that he actually, that he does for a man. And we're going to kind of break down that, that scripture a little bit and, and just kind of Wanted to just start by, I don't know, this is a random thought, but just saying this because it's random, but Jesus isn't random. Jesus doesn't do things at random. He doesn't, often as you're reading the scriptures, I don't know about you, but sometimes I can be like, that was random, Jesus. Like, why were you there and why were you doing that? He doesn't do things by chance. He wasn't unprepared. He didn't just get up and be like, oh, well, what am I going to do today? Cool. That's like, Jesus is very deliberate. And, and as we look through these scriptures, sometimes you can just think, oh, maybe he was just feeling kind in the moment or, or maybe he had nothing else to do. Or, but every time he encounters a person, it's deliberate. Jesus, they don't even see it coming half the time, but he, he rolls in and he's deliberate about what he does. And I think sometimes we can gather, and why I say this, we can gather around scripture and worship and we can gather in church and go, I, I wonder what could happen today. I wonder if Jesus might randomly speak to me or I wonder if my life might change. And, and we think that we can come into this and it's random. And to us, it can feel that way because we don't, can't see the future. But what I know and understand of Jesus is that his plans aren't random. And that we're here today and we're gathered here today. And to him, that's not by chance. He has a plan for your life. He has a plan for my life. He has a plan for us as a church today. He has a, a plan for our Mullaloo campus. For you at home, he has a, a plan for you today. And it isn't by chance that he would move in your life. The chance, I think, where a chance comes in is whether we're willing to look to Jesus and say, hey, I'm willing to open myself up here and allow you to do some work in my life. And I think when we do that, he's there. And so we're going to break down this story. And I hope as we, we break that down, and make, that makes a little bit of sense. Just wanted to kind of intro it uh, to us that way. And we'll pick it up in, in John 5. And it says, from Galilee, Jesus returned to Jerusalem to observe one of the Jewish feasts. Inside the city near the Sheep Gate, there is a pool called in Aramaic, the house of loving kindness, surrounded by five covered porches. 
Hundreds of sick people were lying under the covered porches, the paralyzed, the blind, the crippled, all of them waiting for their healing. For an angel of God periodically descended into the pool to stir the waters, and the first one who stepped in the pool after the waters swirled would instantly be healed. To me, it's like a real Aldi-type situation. Like, you know, have you ever been to a sale at Aldi and they're like, we're going to sell you this chainsaw that you can pick up that's worth $1,000 and you can buy it for $20 while you get the rest of your groceries. You're like, I didn't even know I needed a chainsaw. Now I need a chainsaw. So I'm going to go to Aldi and get myself a chainsaw or a 75-inch TV or whatever other random sale item they have on one day only. But then you get to Aldi and you're like, there's a lot of people here. A lot of people need chainsaws. And then you get in there and you realize each store only really had like two chainsaws. And so you line up for like three hours, you go in there and people are fighting over like two boxes. This is the kind of situation that's like here. There's a pool and at a certain time of the year, the waters would stir. Some people uh, would say an angel would come down. Some people say it's the movement in the water. That, but the first person that would get in, the lucky dip, the first person gets in the water, gets their healing. And so hundreds of people who are blind, crippled, deaf, whatever their, their disability might have been, would sit there and wait in the hope that they could get in the water first and that their life would change. And here we see Jesus coming back to observe a feast, to, to, to take part in, in what's happening, finds himself at this pool. Now, Jesus wasn't crippled. He wasn't like, what is he doing? Seems random, but it's not. Because among the many sick people lying there, there was a man who had been disabled for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that the man had been crippled for a long time. And Jesus said to him, do you truly long to get well? I don't know about you, I'm 37, uh, pretty sure. 37 years old. So this guy's been kind of crippled longer than I've been alive. So to, to put that in context, that's a long time to be going to the pool and hanging out and trying to get your chance to have a change of your life. And Jesus walks up to him and goes, do you really want to get well? Be like, that was me. I'd be like, huh? What do you think? Like I'm sitting here waiting for my chance to, to get well. Do Jesus gives him in this moment an invitation to something more. He gives him an invitation here. Hey, do you truly want to get well? gets his attention straight away. Jesus seeks the man out. Hundreds of people there and he chooses that guy to have a conversation with. Learns of his situation. Doesn't go up and ask him, hey man, how you going? How long have you been here for? How long have you been? He, he knows. He said he already knew. I think sometimes we can find ourselves sitting in life just going about our daily business with these things that cripple us. And we just kind of get used to it. And it kind of becomes a, a part of who we are. Sure, no one I don't think in here today is on a mat, and, but we all carry these things around with us, don't we? Whether we like to admit it or not. There are things in our lives that we hang on to. Maybe it's hurt. Maybe, maybe it's a pattern of sin. Maybe it is a, an illness. Maybe the, there's something in your life that holds you back. And Jesus is here with this guy who's in a very physical way needs help. And he gives him an invitation to something more. And today my, my hope would be that you realize through these scriptures that there is an invitation for you today in your life for something more. That Jesus wants more for your life 
than where it currently is now. And that's not more as in like more money, more wealth, a, a better life. It's not that kind of situation. Maybe you're sitting at home and you're looking around and you're like, oh, geez, I could use a better house. Jeez, the invitation of more would be good. That, that's not, that's our definition of more. But what I know about Jesus is that he doesn't want us to be the same tomorrow as we were today. That as we grow in relationship with him, as we learn more about him, as we apply more of the, the scriptures to our life and we live out this relationship with Jesus and interact with him, that there would be more for our life. And my invitation tomorrow will be different to yours. My looking different tomorrow has to be different to yours because we're in different places, different lives, different spaces, different things that we hang on to, different experiences. But Jesus' plan is the same. He always invites us to take another step, to be able to move forward, to grow. But the man gets this invitation from Jesus, and this is his reply. The sick man answered, Sir, there is no way I can get healed, for I have no one to lower me into the water when the angel comes. As soon as I try to crawl to the edge of the pool, someone else jumps ahead of me. The man obviously doesn't know who Jesus is, hasn't seen him before or doesn't recognize him, might have heard stories, but didn't, doesn't realize Jesus is who he is because he answers very much with, of course I want to, but I can't. And there's a saying for this I think we use a lot and I've caught myself using it. I'm trying not to use it anymore. So if you hear me say it, you can tell me not to. And that is this, it is what it is. Does anyone, anyone else say that or hear that? It is what it is. For me, this kind of saying started well. There are things in our lives that we can't control. They are what they are. We can't control it. It's okay. Let's just learn to kind of be content. But the reality is I use this all the time about things that I could probably change. Bah, but it is what it is. And we've put this nice little spin on things that ah, they are the way they are. I am the way I am. See people in your life and go, yeah, that's just how they are. It is what it is, right? But we're not wired to be like that. But I guarantee you, for all of us, there are these things in your life where you look at it and you go, it is what it is. I'm a little bit optimistic when it comes to wanting to do things around my house. My wife can testify to this. Often I'll say I'll do something, but I have no ability to do it. And uh, a long time ago, I won't confess to how long time ago, we put a, a range hood in our house. So when we moved in, so it was a while ago, and uh, we had to cut a fan out. And so there was this little piece of plaster that dropped in to, to cover the hole that's a different colour to the rest of the nicely painted ceiling. And I was like, oh, there's screw holes there. I'm going to patch that. I'm going to like, you know, I'll paint it. And people were telling me all these tips of how to paint a ceiling so it doesn't go the wrong way. And the, that piece of plaster is still the same colour. And it has been a long time. In fact, Dylan, one of our, our friends is an electrician. I think he might be here this morning. Every time he comes over, he points it out. Like, still haven't done that job. Like, thanks, mate. Uh, I want to downlight right there so you can just know. <laughs> but here's the thing is, I don't see it anymore. I don't walk into my house and see that uh, discolored bit of plasterboard and go, oh, well, yeah, like, look at it. It's a different color. I think everybody else who walks in my house will notice that. But I don't see it anymore. It just is what it is. I'm like, oh, well, it is what it is. It's too hard. <laughs> I have to go to Bunnings. I have to buy the stuff. have to fill the screw holes. To sand it back, I have to, like all the things that have to get done. And I've got great intentions to do it. But it is, it, it's not important. It just is what it is. But how much do 
in our lives are there these things. Someone hurts us and we come a little bit sad about it or bitter about it or twisted about it and it just becomes, it is what it is. I'm not going to go about fixing that. I'm just going to leave it. We wake up and go, oh, I want to invest more of my life into what Christ has for me and want to read my Bible and 21 and all these things and, I, and things are going to change. Oh, I just, nah, I, haven't got, I just can't, it, it just is what it is. And we don't like to admit it, but that's what we're doing. And this guy's, do you truly want to get well? I'm sure his answer should have just been yes. But immediately he's like, well, I don't have anyone around me. I'm isolated. You can kind of hear there's a little bit of like sadness in his tone. Like there's no one to help me. As soon as I try, someone else gets in front of me. Maybe I've tried to, do, I've tried to move on from this thing before. I've tried to, you know, take an invitation from Jesus to, to do a bit more and extend my relationship with him and change my life and do something different. I've, I've tried to repair that hurt relationship, but it didn't work and it just is what it is. It wasn't even my fault. They, they did it to me. All these things that we can build up, build up in my life and go, I just let it sit there. And Jesus is saying, do you, do you want to get well? There's not a lot of faith here. Often when Jesus moves, there's great faith, isn't there? The centurion goes to Jesus and goes, you can, you can heal. You don't even need to come. Just go for it. Luke 5, the guys lower their friend through the roof. And Jesus says, because of your faith, I'm going to heal you. This man here doesn't, display any faith he doesn't even display a desire to get hurt you know what he does he just props up an excuse to him it's probably a re we call them reasons quite often but most of the time they're excuses I remember once uh, being late for for work uh, to a meeting and truth be told I stopped to get coffee and was late and the traffic was really bad as well at the same time. So the traffic on that, I actually was okay. I stopped to get the coffee and then the traffic was bad on the other side of the, the coffee. And so when I got there, I didn't even think about it. I just rolled in and was like, yeah, I'm sorry. The traffic was real bad. And then someone I worked with was like, what, in the drive through where you got your coffee from? I was like, oh. Immediately I'd made up a reason why I couldn't be somewhere on time. But really it was just an excuse. I didn't allow enough time to get my drive through coffee. And in fact, that was more important to me than being on time. Because the traffic's always bad in that spot after the coffee. There are these always going to be reasons in our lives why we can't change, why we can't let go of that thing, why we can't make a concerted effort to change that thing. And Jesus is standing there going, hello, do you truly want to be well? We sing that song, it is well with my soul. That's not everything going well. Jesus isn't saying, hey, hey, do you want your life to be perfect? Do you want it to be awesome? Let me just click my fingers and everything's going to be amazing. He's saying, do you want to be well? Do you want it to be well with your soul? Because he's right there. And I love this. It says here, Jesus said to him, Stand up, pick up your sleeping mat, and you will walk. Immediately he stood up, he was healed, so he rolled up his mat and walked again. Now Jesus worked this miracle on the Sabbath. Now that causes a, a bunch of other problems for Jesus that we won't go into today. Problems he deliberately got himself into, as we can see. But I love that Jesus just ignores his lack of faith in that moment, and goes, just get up. Come on, up you get. But could you imagine being the guy? He doesn't know Jesus, hasn't seen him perform a miracle. He's laying on his mat 
He gives the excuse. I don't, it's dismissive of Jesus. And Jesus is like, just get up. Come on. And immediately he gets up. And he's like, rolls up his mat and off he goes. His whole life is wildly different from one encounter with a man that he didn't even have any faith in. Sure, he eventually displays a little bit of faith and goes, all right, I'll, I'll stand up. I could imagine he goes, stand up, and he could have said no, or, are you, you know, like the, that conversation could have gone a number of ways. But you might be here today, and as you hear me talking, you might be thinking, yeah, there's some things, and you'll know what, I, I always know what they are. Like, I always think, oh, you know, I need to pray, God, could you search my heart and show me the thing? I already know what those things are. There's so many of them. Like, I imagine one day maybe I'll get down to a list and there might be some things I'm not aware of. There are so many things I'm aware of that are wrong with me. The reality is most of the time we already know what they are. And Jesus is saying, hey, do you want to be well today? I don't know how you, you came here today, what you were expecting, what you thought today might be for you, but Jesus is here today and he's asking you this question. Do you want more? Do you want to be well? There's an invitation here today to make a change in your life so that you could leave here different to how you walked in. Or we could leave here going, it is what it is. That sounded nice in, in principle, but nah. You know, the other, the other problem uh, here for this, this, this guy was obviously the, the lack of faith and, and Jesus is willing to work through that. The other one is this, that he talks about being alone. Like, there's no one to help me. You know, the reality is when we are in these spaces, we often want to keep these things to ourselves, don't we? Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily want Heath knowing, like, all the things that, you know, I do that are bad. So I just put on a, a good image to be like, hey, man, you know, like, yeah, gone real well, busy. You know, in my head, I'm like, oh, I yelled at my kids like six times today. <laughs> like, I need help with that. The reality is, oh, I, 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 I would be doing better if, if maybe if I just had someone to help me. There's something really important about relationships here that we can fix. Jesus obviously heals the man and sends him on his way and he picks up his mat and his life's changed. But the reality for all of us is we need people to speak into our lives. That we need people to journey with. We need people to kind of help maybe put us at the water or carry us up, you know, whatever it is. But if you don't know what's wrong with you, find someone that you know, that you trust and go, hey, what's that thing that people kind of think about me when I'm not there, but they won't say? Because we all have those things in our lives that people just, Kind of go, oh, you know, they're just a bit, you know, grumpy and whatever. That's just who, it is what it is. Good relationship would be like, hey, man, do you realize you have a problem with being angry all the time? Let's work on that together. Well, hey, do you know I have a problem with this? Could you, could you just help me walk through it? And you're journeying on it together. Maybe invitation to more today is to, to go and have a conversation with someone and go, I feel like Jesus is highlighting this in my life and I need to move forward from it. I want to take a step in that. Could you just journey with me? Help keep me accountable to that. Walk with me. The guy's biggest problem that he thought was that there was just no one to get him to the front of the queue. And Jesus sends him on his way and completely changes his life. I love that. The final uh, verse here is, is this, and it won't be up on the screen because I forgot to send it to Rod, but it says this. I just want to make sure it's very clear. <laughs> it is what, no, it's my fault. <laughs> A short time later, Jesus found the man at the temple and said, look at you now, you're healed. Walk away from your sin so that nothing worse will happen to you. Let's just think about those verses for a minute. The guy 
had been crippled for 38 years on a mat. Every day he goes to the same place, probably begging for money and then hoping that he may somehow get to that water before someone else. But he'd accepted that for his life. But Jesus comes to him, and this is what I do love about Jesus. Often in these miracles, he uses the physical to get to the spiritual. He uses a, a physical issue, a healing issue. He comes to the guy, heals him physically, gets his attention, helps him realize that there, there's more for his life. But then often you'll hear Jesus say this, stop sinning or something worse will happen to you. And I think what could be worse than being crippled for 38 years? You'd be living spiritually blind to the things that Jesus has for my life. For this guy, I'd be living in sin continuously, just going about his life aimlessly without walking with God, just receiving a, a physical healing. You know, the reality is Jesus will always give the invite for more, but it always comes with the call of you've got to live differently. Doesn't he? There's got to be a difference. What good would it be for the man to be able to walk and forfeit his soul? Some of these things that we hold on to aren't in our control. Sometimes we, you know, there's illnesses and God heals and sometimes he does and there's all these things, but there are things that happen that are out of our control. But what we can control is how we live our life out of it. And we can bring some of these things to Jesus. Hurts, sin, bad habits. We can come to him with a desire for more. He's calling us to that and go, yes, I want to walk in that. I just need to take a step today. But then we've actually got to do something about it. Jesus picks up this guy's life and completely turns it around. And for me, that's how I feel like when I first kind of started making those decisions to go, you know what, I want to follow Jesus. Definitely didn't become heaps better overnight. No way. Ask my youth pastors, ask our senior pastors. I would not have been fun to deal with. But you know, the reality was it was just about taking a step and going, yeah, I realize there's more in this. And then I realized, yeah, I gotta, I gotta do some things a little bit differently. They're glaringly obvious. And then the really hard part was every time I thought, yeah, maybe I've got this together now, there was something else. And it's learning to go, we're never gonna be perfect. Doesn't say go and live perfectly. But it just says stop living in your sin. Live different. Because it could be so much better. But if you don't, it could be so much worse than where you originally were. The reality is today, and I know I keep saying this, we want to leave here different to how we came in. And so firstly, there needs to be a recognition of, do I truly want to get well in my life? Are there some things in my life that are just hold me back? Maybe I just need to let go of. Maybe I need to just trust God with. Maybe there's some things in your life, some standards that you've kind of set and you've gone, well, that, that is just who I am. That is what it is. It's not going to change. Or today do you go, you know what? It's time for a change. It's time to live different. It's time to accept that there is more in Jesus and start to walk in those things. And like I said, if you're sitting there, you probably know what some of those things maybe are. Maybe for some of you, there's some things you've just held on to for way too long. 38 years is a long time. I wonder how you would have gone, like, just getting, that's how my brain works. Like, how would you go not walking for 38 years and then kind of getting up and 
Like surely it would have been like a bit like a, you know, like you'd have to learn to do some things again. Sometimes we need to take it right back and kind of begin to start again to be able to heal. I don't know what it is for you, but I just know and I've had a sense all week that Jesus wants to move in our, in our hearts today. And we're going to invite the, the team to come back out and they're, going to, they're just going to lead us in a song. And my question to you is this, it's up on the screen. Do you want to accept the invitation? Do you want to accept an invitation from Jesus to have more of your life, to be truly well, to be spiritually well? Because I know that hurt that you're hanging on to, he's, that's not his plan for your life. That difficult situation that you're going through, that's, doesn't have to be all there is in life. He doesn't just sit back and go, good luck with that. You know, Jesus chose to go and walk to that place where all those people were. It's what I loved about Jesus is he's always there going, yep, you're going through a hard time. Come on, let's, let's, let's roll with this together. You know, he knew that one person was going to betray him, yet what did he do? He still walked with him, didn't he? Had him a part of his crew. Knew it was going to happen, but was willing to invest in it. Doesn't matter how far gone you think you are. Doesn't matter how hard you life is. It doesn't matter what bad thing you've done. Jesus isn't saying you're disqualified from that. He's saying, do you want to be well? Doesn't matter how hard that hurt has hit you. He's not saying that's where it has to be for life. Do you want to be well today? Here's the invitation. And so you could leave here today and go, I want to accept that. I want to walk in that. I want there to be something different in my life. I want Him to, to move in my life. I want to accept the invitation, say, to live different. Then he's here and he's waiting for you. And so I would love to pray. And then we're going we're gonna to sing a song and just allow God to kind of move in our lives. But the reality of it is it can't just be a nice moment in a, in a service because it will be. And then you can be like me with my jobs around the house and go, well, nothing's changed. This is what it, it won't change unless you make a decision to change it. And so I'm hoping in this moment, God will be able to highlight some things to you where he can say, do you truly want to be well? Do you want to live different? This is, this is how. And then we can begin to walk in that as people. Lord, I thank you that you're so gracious towards us. Lord, it doesn't matter what we do, what we've been through, how many times we, we mess it up, whether we sometimes lack the faith to believe that you can do the things that we, we read about and know about and hear about you. Lord, there are times in my life where I come in, I don't even have the faith to expect that you're gonna do much. Yet, Lord, you do so much. And so, Lord, I pray for each one of us here today. If there are things in our lives just pulling us back, crippling us from living the life that you want us to live, Lord, may you highlight those to us today. And may we have the courage to do something about it. Not to isolate ourselves and just accept it for what it is, but to Lord, to believe you for more. And so Lord, I pray for each of us as you highlight those things. Lord, may there be healing taking place this morning. May there be restoration of relationships this morning. May there be new life patterns that start because of what you want to do this morning. May we as your people always accept your invitation to be well and for more. 
And may we always, after every encounter, Lord, do our best just to live differently. To live the way you would want us to live. And to accept that invitation for the life that you call us to. Come on, why don't we stand together? We're gonna just sing these songs. I just encourage you. Just to worship God, to sing to Him, to allow Him to speak to you in these last few moments that we have together. To figure out what it is that He's calling you to today. What it is that He wants to have you step away from. What it is that He might want you to step into. What needs to be left behind? What needs to change? What's your invitation to more today? Come on, let's sing together. Do it all. My eyes are on.